I don't give them a, a slab of chocolate and say, look what I got for you that you don't deserve. You know, I, I, I've done this good thing and you don't deserve it. And I think God doesn't treat us like that as well. He, he invites us into a loving relationship and gives us generously what we don't deserve. Welcome to the City Lights Train Them Up podcast. We are thrilled to have you join us as we equip ourselves to intentionally parent our children. Each week, Starla or myself, Carolyn, will interview parents on the ups and downs of parenting and have real and honest conversations. We hope you feel empowered and encouraged as you tune into this podcast. Welcome to our Train Them Up podcast. I'm Carolyn, and today I'm joined by Ryan and Lauren, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves to kick it off. Hello, everyone. Thanks for having us, Carolyn. It's, a, it's quite a privilege to be here today. Um, yeah, so Lauren and I have been in Dubai for eight years now. We've been married for 11 years this year and um, have had our children here in Dubai. Obviously, we're, we're from South Africa, but we call our children Emiratis because they, <laughs> they, they were born here and really know Dubai as, as home. So I am a teacher by profession and Lauren is actually an occupational therapist by profession. So she's come with a, a couple of tips, right? Yes. You got a couple of tips to start us off, so why don't you start there? First, should we say that our daughters are Emma and Taylor? We definitely can, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and they are <laughs> age five and two and keep us busy. But yes, I'm an occupational therapist and it's the type of work that doesn't leave you, it's, it stays with you. Um, and it's really helpful as a parent. And before I stopped working as an OT, I love doing talks to parents and it's definitely a passion of mine to help parents help their own children and to give them information on how to do that. So the first tip that I have for parents is really to um, look at their child's behavior or things that they think are worrying their child and to really look underneath. So to think of it like an iceberg that they're seeing 10%, but actually maybe underneath there's like 90% of other things going on maybe sensory issue or development or a emotional issue that they're struggling with and then to really look at that and analyze it and see where can we help and trial and error see see what could help your child and ask for help you know so ask someone who is in the profession to to weigh in and, and help them and then the other tip that I have is that I believe that most children need a lot more sensory play as well as lots more movement. I think being in Dubai, being in a big city, and especially during summer and the heat, we tend to not do those things as much. But there's so much value in it, and mostly you'll see much more healthier, balanced children if they are exposed to more of those type of play. So helpful. I know being Lauren's friend, I will often message her, especially when our kiddies were younger, just to ask for little tips. And she was always very gracious with her help. <laughs> so message her if you want help. <laughs> um, so just going on to some relational questions. What do you guys love about being parents? And then in that, you can add what you don't like about being parents. <laughs> you can add them together. Well, probably the best thing about being parents is having a snack cupboard full of goodies. So that whenever, is Ryan's favorite. That is, that is, I could probably sleepwalk and get there in the middle of the <laughs> night if I needed to. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's probably the the relatableness of of having God as father and being a father and mother or a parent to our children. Uh, Lauren and I often um, talk about how we do things and parent our children, and I often think in devotions and quiet time how that that dynamic works with God and us because mm-hmm. you're actually you you're living that out. You know, it's it is with you and God, and then it's with with you and your children and. Probably the thing that strikes me the most is how much we love our children and how much good we want for them. Um, how much more does God love us and how much more good does he want and have for planned for us, you know? So those are probably the biggest two things. And what do I not like? Can I just interrupt you? I love definitely. that. And I was thinking it yesterday that how much we love our children and God loves them so much more so we can trust him with our children. Yes. And we so often forget that, that he's got such big plans for them. Yeah. Now you have to share what you maybe don't like so much. (laughs) I was going to say how much I'm reminded about how I parent like my parents. Mm. I often do things and I go, wow, that's exactly what my mom would do. (laughs) I even remember my mom saying (laughs) saying that with that tone of voice. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's all fun. Yeah. I think for me, um, it definitely gives me a, a sense of purpose, like mm-hmm. um, especially being a mom of girls. I feel I have a very big purpose and a role to play in their shaping and guiding, mm-hmm. and um, really solidifying their identity in Christ and their self worth. And I, d- I don't take that lightly at all. So it's a huge responsibility for me, and a challenge. I think a daily mm-hmm. challenge and a refining of our own characters. You know. Yes. Um, they help us refine our characters exactly. as children, right? Yes, <laughs> yes, true. And the only thing for me that right now in the season is just the incessant mama, 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 <laughs> all day, every day. But, I mean, what would life be without them? So yes. we're very, mm. very happy. And um, we, I think I mentioned we have the privilege of being friends with Lauren and Ryan, and we've been in their home. We know that it's a home created um, with love and that you feel love when you walk into their homes and I don't think that comes by chance I think that is something that is is um, done with intention Mm. and so how do you guys go about creating that atmosphere in your home making sure that your children are aware of it and yourselves because we want our homes to be filled with love right yes I think it's a conscious choice every day Mm. because it's not easy but I do think it is knowing your child and knowing what they need in order to feel loved. So, for instance, our first love language, I would say, is quality time and gifts. So that's been specifically challenging because it's not the small gifts that she likes. It's the big <laughs> gifts. Asking when is her birthday, the day after her birthday. Um, <laughs> 364 days. Exactly. Yeah. And it has been a teaching to her of... You need to appreciate the little things and even when we think of you and buy you a chocolate or something like that, mm. then that is how we show love to you. Um, so it's it's shaping her and then as well as thinking about those things. So with, with Emma, she's always, her, her number one line in life is play with me. Mm. So we've learned that even just by sitting next to her, we may be busy with our own things, but as long as we're in the same vicinity as her, then that is important. And same as gifts, like Ryan is known as the treat king. Come on. And he always brings little chocolates home or little things that he's picked up along the way at the shop. So he fills that snack cupboard. He really does <laughs> with the bad things. Yeah, probably more but with the bad things. they absolutely love it. And, and if that's what we need to do in order to help them feel loved and important, then that's just what we will do. 
Um, so yeah, we, we really have found that it's in the little things where they feel the most loved. Um, and it's just knowing them individually. Like with Taylor, I would say physical affection mm. is definitely more her love language. So a lot more cuddles and wrestling and all sorts of different things that make her, like fill up her love tank. And actually in turn, that's helping Emma to become more that way inclined. So yeah, it's just really knowing them and uh, seeing seeing what they need on in any specific day or time. And again, just taking that time, like you say, to know them and to understand how they communicate, how they show their love, and they do it from such a young age. Yes. And I know there's that book, um, The Five Love Languages, yeah. for adults and children. Yes. So that's something that's probably super helpful. Yeah, yes, great resource. To read. Um, and then just talking about uh, childhood memories, uh, living in Dubai, we are away from our families, we probably forget some of the traditions that we would do with our um, bigger family but do you guys is that important to you to, to create memories to to make it it's something that is part of your everyday or maybe special occasions how do you create memories for your children yeah so I'm definitely a memory maker and definitely. I love <laughs> I look forward to um, creating memories with the girls planning fun outings thinking of the next activity to do and Ryan has really taught me to to remember what were my childhood memories. And, and it wasn't always big outings or big fancy trips and things like that. But it was more um, birthdays and Christmas and also what we played with and what we, you know, the spontaneous ice cream trip or whatever yes. it may be. So he's taught me that they appreciate the little memories and um, that's what sticks out to them. So... I thought of uh, our girls and, and what is a snapshot, snapshot of their lives right now and on a daily basis, and that was barefoot and naked in the mud kitchen. Yes. And that, to me, is, yeah, just them feeling free enough to play, to explore, mm. to not be super rigid or strict in our home, but to rather just go for it, you know, yes. and, and the freedom that that brings them I think that is something that they'll remember. And of course, we have lots of play dates and friends over, and um, we have those outings. Yes. But I trust that the, the memories that they'll look back on are more spontaneous and mm. the more everyday, everyday memories. Mm. And that's so encouraging to me um, because I think, especially moms, I'm not sure, so sure dads would get caught up at in it as much but we we have so much bombarding us from social media about what we should be doing with our children where we should be going um yes. exposing them to all these things but actually it's such a good reminder that that their memories are taking place every day and we don't need to be yeah. being flash and yes there are times where you do have special special outings but their their everyday home is is what creates memories for them yeah yeah and, and i mean just a comment on that is I've actually found myself getting trapped in the Instagram life of following certain yes. moms. Um, and I've actually said to myself, I need to unfollow them because it brings in a spirit of comparison. Yes. And it, it affects me because then I think I'm not doing enough for my kids. Yeah. But then actually looking at other families, I'm thinking, but that is enough. Playing is enough. And yeah, being so at good. home is, is mm. wonderful. Um, so they shouldn't need to be all these trips and outings and oh this is a new place opening in Dubai let me go there um, so they're still refreshing. so young yeah. they really are still so young so mm -hmm. we have lots of time for that exactly 
And then just touching on um, the that we don't have our families here, um, that's a big deal because we forget just the support that family gives us. I think those with little people at home know that you don't have that support structure like home, but we can be intentional about creating a community for our children to be brought up in. Mm -hmm. And I know you guys take that very seriously. So what does that mean to you? What does it mean to bring your children up in a community that you trust? Yeah, it's very important to us. Um, We really do want our children to know what our Christianity looks like firsthand. So we we want them to see that it's relational and it's it's not religious. So we invite our children into... Um, prayer meetings, into worship, into praying for other people. Um, I often remember, I'm sure you will too, babe, having Emma with us Mm. in worship or having Emma with us when you're praying for someone or having Emma with us in the foyer. And um, it's important for us, for for the kids, I thought of the statement, you know, where someone says warts and all, right? We we really want our children to know that um, this community is a community we love and there are highs and lows in the community but it's been the anchor for us in Dubai. So, so church and specifically the City Lights community has been um, massive for us and massive for our kids. They've mm-hmm. made incredible friends here. They've got yeah. friends at school and they've got friends all over. But their friends here at church have been incredible. You know, that's mm-hmm. these are relationships we want them to be into and and um, the community that they're part of. Right now, our girls are sitting with. Annalene, you know, playing with her, who if back home they would never know who she is or anything like that. We'd probably be in a a bubble of our family. But um, our family has become the church community that we're part of. So, Mm. yeah. And the fact that um, when we we want our children to to know Jesus and and what an authentic way for them to see it, like you say, being being lived out. Mm. It's community, but they're being exposed to so much more than just people. Mm. You know, it's... There's totally. so much more that they're seeing and yeah. being, yeah, just being exposed to that we wouldn't be able to teach them at home. Yeah, yeah. I, I love our kids learning from other people. Mm. You know, when they when they're here with us, they they look to see yes. what's going on in the room, and they see people worshiping yes. and experiencing God and praying for each other, and all these other things. They they learn of what's going on. So to have them in this atmosphere um, really does shape them. And they're exposed to role models. Yeah, that. that um, you know that the things that we can't teach them, but they're seeing it in other people, other adults. Um, you know, maybe your child loves singing or worshiping, and they're able to see uh, someone on stage, yeah, exactly, and they just yeah. there's a dream and a vision for them. Mm. So it's an incredible privilege to bring kids up in community. It really is, and there's it's such a biblical thing. Yeah, and and sometimes our choice to put. Our church community first has involved some sacrifices yes. when mm. it comes to kids. Mm. So things like an imperfect nap time or bringing them out late at night or often having a babysitter or certain things, you know, that we've had to put into place in order to put the church first or people first. Mm. And I think it's not something we have felt a lack in. Yeah. Um, We've we've only seen positive things from yeah. that. It, it's brought up really healthy conversations mm. for our children. Um, they're really excited to come to church. Um, mm. Emma loves baptisms. She gets so excited and yeah. and for them to witness the Holy Spirit at work in a meeting is first prize for us yes. mm. um, because that's truly how they they will know not only the the that. God and Jesus, but the Holy Spirit, yes. when yeah. they're in worship, yes. when they're witnessing baptisms or seeing us pray for someone and someone actually experiencing it for themselves. Mm. 
so yeah it just brings up really good conversations and um we we're excited for for mm-hmm. more uh, as they grow mm-hmm. yeah, it's probably worthwhile to say it's it's not some parents might think there could be neglect or your priorities mm-hmm. could be in the wrong place but i think the the family on mission is pretty big our family yes. is here on mission you know we we do things together we take meals to people together we go visit people mm-hmm. together we um the kids go along with us yeah you know they're not separate from us they go with us so yeah it really is they, these are family things we do and there's no doubt that that message speaks loud and clear to them yeah in so many more ways and we understand yeah, yeah. and the one thought i had was um there have been so many people that have come to City Lights that they actually come and visit first and they they kind of belong in the community first and then by belonging, then they start to believe mm. and then the rest follows, you know what I mean? And that's ex- essentially what our children are being exposed to. They, they're ex- being exposed to the community, the, the sense of belonging, and then later in life we hope that the belief will come yes. from that. Yes, and it's so good because they, they're not just like, okay, mom and dad are doing this thing, this mm. weird thing alone. Mm. <laughs> yes, yes. But now they see that there's, there's many other families on yeah. mission together. Yeah. yeah. And so just touching on, um, I know you've mentioned probably a little bit in that, that question, but how are you being intentional in helping them develop a, a relationship, and a, a deep relationship with, with a father in heaven? Um, I think a lot of what you said is helping them, but are there any other things that you can think of? Yeah, so probably two big things are the Bible and prayer. So we we try creatively don't do things how our parents did or how, you know, traditionally. So, for example, um, we try and learn verses from the Bible. And a, um, a way I mentioned before is to take a, a verse that's quite easy, like Joshua 1 verse 9, and even Googling things, right? I think I, yes. I, I just found YouTube. this one on Google, yeah. And it was a, a little girl wearing a cape. And the, the verse was Joshua 1 verse 9, Be strong and courageous for the Lord God is with you. And this little tile that was just a little picture became something to Emma, you know. And I think I, I didn't intentionally go out to do it. It's, I stumbled across it. And then all of a sudden that verse became something she remembered, became something I remembered. So um, arriving at school for the first time, she was obviously nervous and, man, Em, what does Joshua 1 verse 9 say? She knows it, it's, it's become part of her, you know, not road learning, become part of what she believes. Be strong and courageous for the Lord God is with me. So we, we try to think of different ways to teach our kids things. I think the, Lauren being quite creative in OT has, has helped me think differently. Mm-hmm. And then um, prayer has always been something that we have to change it up, right? We, we used to pray before meals and we still try to do that but it doesn't work as well as it does on the on the movies so we we, we do try to pray if we see an ambulance that'll remind us to pray for somebody or well i thought of something else the other day but it, it's escaped me but we do look around us what do we live in what's what's going on around us and how, how do we how does how's god reflected in that you know and how do we bring that into our conversation Sharing testimonies. Sharing testimonies, yeah. And so it's it's not a formula. You intertwining it mm. into their lives. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think you can be so relational with that when you look at, for instance, our Joshua. He loves building, and when I speak to him about that, he's been you know knitted together. But mm. I relate it to like God knew that you were going to love building Lego and mm. da da da. It mm. just makes it so much personal to totally. them. And the, and it's not just this thing that they have to learn, right? Yes. Yeah, exactly. So there's yeah. power in it. Um, and so we know that 
just moving into discipline. It is a biblical thing, but I think it's so important that we touch on how do you show the father's heart to your children while you're disciplining? Mm. That is, you know, it's so much more than just yes. getting them to do the right thing. Yes. So discipline is very important to us. Um, I remember when Emma was very small and, and it was the first time we really needed to discipline her and me and both of us not really knowing what to do. Um, so we were recommended a book called Shepherding a Child's Heart by Ted Tripp and that was really helpful to try to shift our focus away from it just being a behavior we want to correct and um, you know respond, responding in an angry um, way but rather a shaping and guiding of the attitude that's coming out in their of their hearts because it's the overflow of their hearts. So, for instance, if they are acting selfishly, not sharing or something like that, then by disciplining them, you're saying, I'm trying to help you to be more selfless, which is to be more Christ-like. So it really gave us purpose in our discipline as well. It's not just you need to behave because you need to behave. (laughs) Um, There is really a a purpose behind it in growing them to be Christ-like. And to love them, basically. Yes. It, it's, mm. it's a way of loving them and guiding them into their futures and what God has for them. So ultimately, discipline for us is um, really bringing out the gold in your children by shaping them to be better individuals, you yes. know, as they grow and learn, go to school, attend classes, mm. things like that, so that they are well-disciplined. Yeah. And that comes with relationship, right? I love what you said, you're pulling out the gold in them. Well, you only know the gold in them if you have a relationship with them. Yeah. And so that means, to me, it means that discipline and a relationship go hand in hand. You know, you can't, you can't do discipline without relationship because yes. the, you're then displaying the Father's heart to them. Yes. Um, as Obviously, we get it wrong. <laughs> we make of mistakes. Course. We can say mm. sorry and we can try again. But mm. um, our intention is there to, to discipline well. Yeah. Yes, and I think... Boundaries can be so positive. Boundaries say to them, okay, so these are the expectations in our home. Um, This is the narrow road that I want you to walk on. And if you walk on that, there will be freedom, joy, peace, because naturally we'll have a more peaceful home. Yes. Mm. And that relates back to our relationship with God as well. Like if you walk on this narrow road and there are boundaries in place with regards to your behavior, what you say, what you do, then there will be freedom, joy, and peace, yes. you know. And mm. so there's a direct relation. And yes, they may not understand it now, but you can bring it in as mm. they grow older. Yeah. And so just in closing, um, would you share a little bit maybe or some examples maybe you have on what it looks like to extend grace mm. to your children? Um, because we all need grace. And mm. I think sometimes as parents we can forget that we need to ex- extend grace to our children and um, that they're not going to be perfect. And uh, but we often think that they are a reflection yeah. of us and yeah. it's not that at all. <laughs> yeah. I think um, kind of from the first question, you'd, you'd think that discipline is the opposite of grace, right? But mm-hmm. whereas they're, they're both kind of the same banks or the opposite banks to the same river in the sense of, of a disciplined home can be a gracious home. Mm, at yes. the same time, you know, because it's a safe place for for children to be disciplined, but it's this, it's also a safe place for them to live in in the freedom of grace. So, uh, you actually said it. You said we can say sorry and 
know that we get it wrong. And that's not just for the kids, it's for us exampling it to them. Mm. And I think I've, I've learned that as a big lesson is to be able to say sorry mm. to my children. Mm. You know, I have to go to the, my four-year-old or five now, but I have to go to and apologize and say, actually, the way I did that wasn't right. Mm. This is why and this is what I should do to change. So I just want to apologize, which is incredibly humbling but when you know that it sets you free and them free to go well actually i don't have to always get it right and i it's a safe place to get it wrong our home is a safe place to get it wrong and um the next one or the picture of grace which lauren really liked and kind of pointed out to me was that thing of of grace being where we get what we don't deserve and um I, I do love bringing treats home. <laughs> and I said the one day when, when I bring something home for the kids, I don't, I generally go to Lauren and say, look what I bought for them. Can I give it to them now or later? And she'll, she'll give me the cue of when I can, but I don't give them a, a slab of chocolate and say, look what I got for you that you don't deserve. You know, I, I, I've done this good thing and you don't deserve it. And I think God doesn't treat us like that as well. He, mm-hmm. he invites us into a loving relationship and gives us generously what we don't deserve. So, I I think I generally extend grace through treats and things. Em, look at this huge slab of chocolate. You know what we have to do, right? We've got to eat this whole thing together. How are we going to do that? And it's just because I love you. Yeah, and it, it's not because she's done something mm. or it's not because it's her birthday and it's not because she did this at school. It's just because. Yeah. And that I think that reflects God to us. You know, God loves us just because not because we did this yes. right and he loves it when we do things with him and get it right and do good things but he loves us regardless you know yeah so we trying to get that dynamic right with our kids at the moment yeah i think for me personally it's because i'm with them every day all day yeah. it's the key about forgiveness yeah um i often have to say i'm sorry for shouting or i'm sorry for losing my cool um because we're all human and we all yes. have bad days. And I often have said to Emma, listen, I did not sleep well last night. <laughs> Please because be gracious of you. to me. Yeah. <laughs> because of you and your cold or whatever it may be, you need to be gracious to me. And yes. I am maybe a bit grumpy today, you know, and that's okay. Yes. And when she has a grumpy day, I'll be gracious to her. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a two-way street. It's not only towards myself. Um, so, yeah, it, it really is a partnership with them. And, and one other thing I thought of was just to be really calm and level-headed because mm-hmm. um, I think that also makes a gracious home mm. is n- not to be polar opposite one day and have an angry day and then a loving day. Yes. It really just needs to be level-headed yeah. and calm and, and consistent. A, bring yeah. a bit of stability where yeah. they can feel safe. Mm. So good. Thank you so much. You guys have really shared... I would say so, so much of what God's heart is for us bringing mm. up our children. Mm. Um, and just before we go, we love to resource the, the listeners and the parents listening because it's always good to to learn and to grow. We're all on this journey. Um, and one of the resources for today is from Bill and Benny Johnson. It's a book called Bible Promises and Prayers for Children. And it's actually a great resource where it gives you scriptures that you could read with your children or learn, get your children to learn. There's um, some activities that you can do with them. So really practical tools that, um, yeah, that you can just enjoy together as parents and with your children. But thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Carolyn. Thanks for having us. Bye, everyone.